Welcome to KJV Cafe. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen. Each episode of the cafe is dedicated to studying the Bible verse by verse from Genesis through Revelation. Your host here at the cafe is Bible teacher Clark Covington. Looks like the coffee is hot and ready, so let's get started. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the cafe. Good to be here. Oh, what a wonderful day we have here. Part three was supposed to be going to just do one episode on being made in the image of God. And now we got on it here. Part three, we're wrapping up being made in the image of God, which is Genesis 1 We're getting close to the end of Genesis chapter one uh, and the six day creation story. And then Genesis chapter two starts with that seventh day where the Lord rested. But here we are in one. And this verse is surrounded by what God's doing. He's creating things. He's creating the world. He's creating the whales, the fish, the fowl, the air. He's creating the creeping things, the cattle. And I promise next episode, uh, Lord willing, we are going to get into the cattle bit and look at uh, the significance of cattle in the Bible and how God created cattle and why and so forth. But here we have this verse that's just so, I mean, it almost just pops off the page. And it's verse uh, 27 of Genesis 1. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him male and female created he them. Now here is a question I want you to answer for me. Is that all that God created? Did he create another gender? Is there another group of people uh, you know, you have male and female, but is there another group that he created that's not mentioned here in Genesis 1? I don't think so. Now, how many times have you taken a survey or filled out? I mean, I have uh, surveys. I get surveys all the time. I get uh, Q&A requests. Part of my job stuff, occasionally I'll do uh, like uh, test, they call it like beta testing, testing different things out and they want to know all about you. And these surveys over the years have gotten more and more radical and uh, in their belief that there are these other groups that God created that's not mentioned in Genesis 1. And they'll ask you, you know, are you this? And very rarely is it, are you male or female, right? Almost, I'd say 99% of the time, if not more, it's, are you male, female? Are you this name or that name or this name? It's gotten so bad that like one, one survey I saw literally just said, what, what uh, were you put, what was on your birth, birth certificate? Were you male or female then? And I just laughed and was like, wow, because people can now create what they want to be. And yet God created male and female. And I know this is a difficult subject in today's day and age, but just because it's difficult doesn't mean we don't talk about it. And just because it's, um, not popular, if I can think of a better term, you know, I, don't, I would, but it just because it's not popular doesn't mean it doesn't deserve our attention. Because even better than being popular is being biblically sound. And the Bible here is very clear on what it's saying about God making man in his image and making woman in his image. He created male and female, and that it stops right there. And so what we're going to do uh, is look at some scriptures that helps back this up. So what we'll do is we'll take a break and then I'll give us plenty of time in the latter part of this episode that looks at the scripture that addresses this issue of gender in the Bible. Hang in there. We're coming right back. You're listening to KJV Cafe. 
We encourage you to look us up on your favorite podcast app and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Now let's get back to some more in-depth Bible study. All right, so here we go, giving us plenty of time here to look at uh, gender in the Bible, if you would. Leviticus 18.22, and I know that's Old Testament, and I know there's laws in there that man doesn't keep today and so forth, but let's go through that, okay? Leviticus 18.22, thou shall not lie with mankind as with womankind, it is abomination, okay? So let's, let's just take a look at this. You know, who wrote Leviticus, right? Who wrote Leviticus? Moses, okay? So Moses, was he close with God? When you read the Bible, is he spending time with God? Yes. Is God giving Moses commands? Yes. And is Moses then giving those commands? Yes. Are those, are we under the law today? No, we're not under the law, okay? But that doesn't make the law uh, moot. It doesn't make it like, not applicable at any time, right? How about 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11? Know ye not that the unrighteousness, unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, what's that? That's marital relations outside of marriage, nor idolaters, and we have a lot of those today, nor adulterers, people cheating, right? Nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with, with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. As such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. And such were some of you. And there's a great movie about gender and homosexuality in the Bible called In His Image, actually. Uh, and I think that's it. I'm just making sure, yes, in his image, yep, delighting in God's plan for gender. And it's made uh, some somewhat affiliated with the American Family Association. We showed it in our church, and our church is comprised of young people. And, of course, it was a small group, but it was young people. Uh, and, you know, it might have been a little hard for them to sit through, but I think it was very informative. It's very, uh, it's very informed. They have experts that have detransitioned, that have been on both sides, that are providing context. They, of course, they have biblical experts. And um, in that movie, it, it helps us to understand these principles and the idea that like some translations of the Bible, if they could just take out that term, uh, and this was a formerly gay man that was was uh, explaining this, that, 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 that verse I just shared with you, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, and such were some of you. They said they could just take take that out and put like, are some of you, right? That you wouldn't have to change. Everything would be okay. But the good news is that God loves all people and that all sin is an abomination to him. So if I'm a drunkard, if I'm an extortioner, right? And, I'm, and I've told my kids, imagine something bad. Your dad's probably done it multiple times. Like I got into a lot of trouble as a kid. God forgave me. Not only did he forgive me, he saved me. Not only did he save me through the precious blood of Jesus, he called me to the ministry of reconciliation to help others be saved. So all can be saved, but God is holy and it is not okay with him. He's not gonna say, well, that sin's okay, but this one's not. He's a holy God. So yes, you have to you know, go to him and repent for the sin and not do it anymore. You know, it's like, 
Well, I just can't help it. I really enjoy, you know, it's just something I'm compelled to do. Well, there's a lot of things the flesh compels me to do that I just have to not do because God deems it unholy, no matter how I feel about it. Amen. That's just a fact. And we go through this scripture here. Uh, What's the next one? So we've got uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Uh, We went through Leviticus here. and there's more in Leviticus 20, 13, it mentions that like the, you know, you'll be put to death and so forth. Uh, and again, we're not under the law, but it doesn't change the character of God, right? Uh, Romans 1, 26 through 28, for this cause, God gave them up to vile affections for even their women did change the natural use into that, which is against nature. You know, this is something that my wife brings up and both of us younger ages had friends that were professing homosexuals. Both of us can see the idea that, hey, they're made in the image of God too. And yet we see that naturally it doesn't make sense. We understand naturally as adults how we procreate, how we have children, and naturally it doesn't work. Here in the Bible, in Romans, Paul addresses this thousands of years ago, saying, for even their women did change the natural use in that which is against nature, right? And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman. God made us a certain way, okay? I mean, just like, you know, if you have a key and a lock and you open the door, right? Both have a function, the key and the lock. If you have two keys, you can't open the door. Uh, And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of the error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Here, Paul's not only explaining that this idea of homosexuality is an abomination to God. And by the way, this is New Testament text, Paul being the apostle to the Gentiles, to all those that aren't Jewish, okay? This is a very relevant text, amen? And of course, if a Jew reads, uh, you know, the scripture and gets saved, they're they're eligible too. But, uh, you know, large by large, Paul was trying to reach the Gentiles. That's what God called him to do. We being Gentiles, this is our apostle telling us not only this abomination to God, but let me tell you why you see it, right? Because again, a lot of people struggle with the idea, well, I see it every where, you know, I see so much of it. It's almost become common, right? People aren't even ashamed of it. They're proud of it, right? They call it pride movement and so forth. Well, here's why you see it. People didn't want to retain God in their knowledge. So God gives them what they desire. He lets them over to what's called a reprobate mind. He lets them to do what they want to do. I've prayed to God about a lot of these false teachers and preachers and how, Lord, how could you have them out there? Lord, how could you do that? You know, they're leading the sheep to hell. Lord, how could you do it? And the Lord impressed upon my heart many times. Oh no, those individuals are giving those people what they desire. You see, they wouldn't have that platform without the congregation. That big, massive congregation, that big crowd that loves to go to that church that only preaches sweet little things and never would ever touch a subject like this. That crowd desires that preacher. So God gives them over to that fault. God says, you want it? That's your desire? Here you go. Have it in heaps and see where it leads you. And so God gives this vile affection, as it's called in the Bible, over to those, guess what? They're going to just live like that because they think they can. And yet in the society, what happens? Well, the preacher may say it's not right, but guess what? 
That doesn't mean anything. If anything, they'll lock up the preacher and say that they can't really say that, even though they believe in free speech. But that's beside the point. The preacher may say it's not right, but everyone else says it's totally fine. Let's equate this with civil rights. So let's equate this with something that's totally different. Amen. They will do all of these things. And the Bible says, though they are joined hand in hand, they shall not go unpunished. And so it's out of love that we mention here on the program that God created man as a man and a woman as a woman for a reason. That's out of love to those individuals that they will understand God's plan for them because he loves them. And from one sinner to another, amen, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm saying that I had to, a lot that I had to get right with God, still do, amen, but a bunch. I had to go to God and say, I don't know what you can do with me. I'm really sorry. But, the, but here's the point. When, when I said I'm sorry, that means I'm not going to do it anymore. Amen. Those sins that are behind, they're behind. And the point is, you're saying, well, Brother Clark, am I under the law? No, you're not under the law. But James tells us that faith without works is dead. So if you say, God, I'm sorry, and then you act not sorry by continually engaging in a sin that is an abomination to God, what you're saying is you don't really believe in God or you don't really, you're not really sorry. Right. And I mean, you can help me understand that differently if I'm missing a point. But generally speaking, this is very crystal clear in God's word how we are to live. Amen. Uh, we have Mark 10 from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. So then they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let no, let not man put asunder. It's very clear that this is God's plan, uh, you know, for for society, for mankind, you know, and it's it's uh, it's inconceivable that someone can try to twist these scriptures to make it it's okay that it's okay that yet people do, Amen. Romans one thirty two, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same but have pleasure in them that do them. Okay, they have pleasure in them that do them. The people of Sodom, they enjoyed it. They laughed as Lot. I mean, Lot tried to talk to his daughter's husbands, his sons-in-law. It's like, you got to get out of here. There's a lot. Of, they're they're going to burn the city down. They laughed. They mocked him and they all died. Amen. That was not one judgment on the world. That was an example for the world that God gave as to what he doesn't find pleasing. So use this as a time, if there's something you struggle with, to learn more. In His Image is a great movie. I wish I had more time. I don't. Tune in next time. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. God bless and amen. Thanks for spending time with us today at the cafe. We would love to hear from you. You can email Brother Clark directly at clark at enduringpromise.org. See you again tomorrow. Same time, same place.